0: Hello there. We're trying to keep Choral Chihuahua going, and so we draw your attention to the possibility of listening to us on Patreon for just a few quid a month. This also magically gets rid of the ads. That's Patreon with an E, patreon.com forward slash Choral Chihuahua. On with the app. Hello folks, and welcome to a special emergency session, Choral Chihuahua. (laughs) It's a BBC singer's thing.
1: I'm here with Eamon. What are you doing today, Eamon? Ah, uh, well, today I'm mostly sitting at home, having been struck down by COVID yet again. Uh, it's, yeah, not terribly interesting. Uh, and with young uh, eldest son off as off school as well. Uh, time to
0: time to think. I have literally just jumped off my bike uh, coming in from a uh, University of York rehearsal. And I'm stuffing popcorn in my mouth um, to try and get some food in. It's one of those evenings as a as a freelance musician. That you don't quite eat properly. The glamour, yeah, exactly. I had I had a pork pie earlier on as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about the BBC singers. Um, just obviously very disappointed and sort of upset on behalf of not just our colleagues but for the industry really. But let's let's get straight in with music. I think for for for, for me and I think you because you suggested this piece. Had people talked about the BBC singers forty years ago, maybe you know when I was a student, uh, this would have been the sort of thing we'd have thought that they did absolutely par excellence beyond anyone else what what
1: are we hearing so this is uh, a work by boulez uh it's le solid is Eaux and uh, it's a two movement cantata and this is the movement called la sorgue and this is difficult hard hard to sing contemporary music but actually fantastic fantastic
0: stuff to listen to Well, whether or not that um, floats your particular boat and, you know, I'm sure listeners who enjoy, for example, Exaudi's work, one of the great um, uh, ensembles that, that specialise in, in contemporary music now will be thinking, gosh, that's not new. That's <laughs> written in the 70s or something. But um, c- can we explain, Eamon, a bit about how a choir can go about learning that music? Why is the BBC singers able to do that when British other British choirs just can't really?
1: Well, you know, Boulos called the BBC Singers uh, the jewel in the crown, and he would actually take the singers with him on tour uh, around the world because he thought they were the choir, as you said, par excellence at performing his music. And you know, it might not sound modern to our ears nowadays, but that is seriously complex music, isn't it? Um, it needs time, doesn't it? It, it does need time. Um, so you know if we were to do it or to try and do something like that or any time that i've been part of a uh, a performance of a of a piece that is technically and musically extremely challenging it's like it's a it's a major event in in my musical life and it takes days of individual work uh, and practice at home to learn the piece and uh, and then rehearsals the bbc singers do this as part of their weekly it's part of their weekly schedule uh, and they've done this for you know for decades uh, and-, and they can be- be- because
0: they're a salaried choir um the uh the singers have those uh, little luxuries that those of us who were or are freelance um not used to sickness pay um those sort of benefits uh, pension because they're part of the bbc uh, which leads to uh, you know if they decide that they need two weeks for something, and frankly, the BBCs don't get two weeks for, for too many things, but back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, other European choirs were doing things like this. They could have, I remember going and singing in the 80s um, as an extra for a French choir. We had something like three weeks to learn a piece by Dalla Pucula, which you know one could have done, I suppose, in, in, in a week in the UK with a choir like this. Um, and it's the only UK choir that can do this and I think that that's the first thing for people to I mean what do people know the BBC singers maybe you hear them on the carol competition uh, at Christmas or as part of an afternoon concert or something like that I think one of the problems possibly is that they do so much stuff and actually the marketing is a a little bit quiet about it all sometimes and they part of this business about trying to get people to understand is is they've done so much that they don't
1: get really credited for I think that's it they've sort of they're always there but they have always been there um but maybe a little bit in the background as you say it's a as a, a fair point um but the versatility of what they do of course is is something that 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 we just you know it, it can't be overstated really i mean we've just heard Boulez there and saying you know quite how hard that is um that culture to to perform that kind of music and to develop a familiarity with these very uh very very challenging uh, complex scores you know, you don't get that overnight, and that that yeah. culture, the culture of singing that kind of music, is something that is developed over years and years uh, of working with composers like this.
0: You need cojones of steel, really, uh, and and that you can do in a supportive environment when uh, you understand the setup and you understand your colleagues and you know what the deal is uh it's it's hard to explain i suppose it's hard to explain for choral music because people tend to think music is all about talent and having a nice voice and it's so much more than that look just to show how versatile they are let, let's go to something from about 1500 uh this is uh or oh, do we say who that last piece was performed at the bbc singers uh phyllis brin i think was the solo soprano uh Bula's conducting himself yep and uh and the bbc symphony orchestra Um, Well, let's hear them from about 2015. This is uh, a piece by Antoine Brumel, very, 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 um, uh, very simple and not a piece you would have given to the BBC singers in the 1970s. Uh, I think it's not, you know, there was so little performance, this kind of stuff around then. But here is Brumel and here's the BBC singers sounding like a choir specializing in early music. But here there's just a little bit of extra warmth to it, I think.
1: Secret Lilium by Antoine Brumel, the BBC Singers, conducted by our very own Robert Hollingworth. I mean, Robert, it, I'd have been hard-pressed, actually, to say who that group was if I'd heard that cold.
0: Yeah, again, that goes back to the branding thing, doesn't it? You know, most choirs that you think of, you, know, you think of the Talis Scholars or you think of Ixaudi, uh, specialising is a thing that the world understands. The world understands a brand. And the trouble with the brand of the BBC Singers is just so flexible that they really i mean everyone's been saying in the last week they they can do everything i mean there are singers in that group that are gods Uh, helen neves emma tring rebecca lee just three of their sopranos you'd be lucky to get any of those for a messiah anywhere in the country um and we're going to hear in this next piece actually we should we go straight on to a bit of Ravel. um so it's Astonishing work by both Rebecca singing very, very low. She's a high soprano in some ways, but she has this fantastic facility with the lower part. And this is an arrangement uh, of Ravel. This is one of the Clutus Gottwald arrangements. Uh, listeners might be familiar with these. He's done a lot of arrangements of uh, 1920s and 1930s French music um, uh, because there's so little French 20th century choral music of, of high quality. There's a little bit of Debussy. um. And the Ravel Trois Chansons, uh, but here he's arranged one of the Trois Poèmes de Mallarmé, and this is 1913. And the original um, the original spec for this is two flutes, singer, two clarinets, string string quartet, and piano. He's arranged it for sixteen voices. Um, and we recorded this last uh, March with sixteen voices, and like these soaring sort of string lines and emma tring was just soaring up to the top onto this b and then just into this top c remember that's Allegri miseria stuff but just soaring up there onto a sort of pianissimo and then there are bottom c's at the end for the piano of course and i remember the engineer coming up and just moving the microphone closer to jimmy holiday the the low bass and he said what are you doing that for and he said oh we need more bottom c he said oh i'll sing it louder then <laughs> Um, we're laughing a bottom c is not a note you can generally sing loudly but um jimmy can you can sort of hear it on this uh, it's just ravishing singing i mean is this the same choir Whistling effect there. Got Bell's whistling. He's trying to get effect of the string string harmonics. It's really nicely reimagined for voices. But that, I think that's the colour. I mean, you remember we did that episode on on vibrato, you know, or very early on. Um, and the thing is with the BBC singers, they'll sing it any way you like it. But the glorious thing is I don't even remember discussing vibrato in that project because, and you hear Emma soaring up to that B and then C. Um, it was all about the line and the color and they listen so hard and they want to be pushed. That's the thing you need to know about the UBC singing is it's no good in just going and being nice. They want to be pushed. They want to develop. Um, the other thing about this, um, you know, Emmetring sings in Exaudi, James Weeks's group. Um, Kira Hendricks sings for Fagilini sometimes. So does So does Rachel. They all sing in other groups. And that's the strength of it. And they have the flexibility of the ensemble so they're constantly being stretched and pulled in other ways. And they bring that experience, A, back into the BBC Singers, but then take their BBC Singers experience out to others. It's a strange
1: ecosystem, isn't it? It seems to be a really healthy one, though, because I think you know they've never sounded better. And I think every time that I've heard them uh, in recent years, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to conduct them a few times uh, in recent times, uh, and they just get better and better. The voices seem to they they sound like like they're getting fresher. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there is there there is there has been a, a you know a, a change of personnel to some extent, but um, I just think they're in such great nick, and it's why this one one reason why this this news in the in the last week has has been just so completely nonsensical and heartbreaking is because they are absolutely at the height of their game. We we were sort of, I mean, it's an easy thing to say, isn't it?
0: They're just sounding, so. they they really are sounding as good and better than they they ever have. And all these conductors, you know, they on the podcast, the Rory Stewart and Alistair Campbell podcast, someone came up to Rory Stewart in Jordan or somewhere and said, why are you doing this to the BBC Singers? I had an American student saying there are two things that I associate as absolutely world leaders in, in the UK, and that's the BBC and choral music. I've got students who, you know, We're hoping this might be part of their career. Just saying, well, what's all this for? Anyway, we're trying not to get too much into the politics of it today because we don't know. know. We're not in there. Supposedly, there's going to be some new choral initiative. Um, I find it rather strange that they haven't announced what that is at the same time as uh, 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 announcing this cut. Um, you all know there's a big uh, petition that's 100,000 people have signed it. That's
1: quite an awful lot for a choral group. Um, what, what are we in here next, Sam? This is you, isn't it? Uh, no, we're going to do so next. We're going to look at uh, a piece by a lady called Gabriella Lena Frank, and this is from uh-huh. uh, a program, uh, just a recent program celebrating International Women's Day. And this is Jalapeno Blues. An American composer, born 1972, uh, very interesting uh, heritage, a Peruvian Chinese mother and Lithuanian father. She describes herself as a musical anthropologist. So many different uh, cultural uh, styles influencing her music. uh, And I think you hear this a lot, especially in this piece. The poem is by Trinidad Sanchez Jr. or Trino, as he was known. He was a Jesuit brother who then, uh, in the latter part of his career, um, focused on prison ministry. Uh, And Robert, you're going to tell us a little bit about the poem. Well, I'll just read it.
0: Um, Some of it's very, very clear in the setting and some of it's full on choral. Uh, Trigger warning. It's about a suicide. um, And it starts, I had never written a poem about Brandon Dever. Diva, who drew pictures of crying clowns who were tired for his 80-year-old grandmother, his only local relative. She'd never taken him to the circus to see real clowns, and did not know if he wanted to be one. She loved his smile. They made her smile. He lived with his grandmother on Reva Street in a part of the city politician's visit for the votes. He was an orphan. His parents died when he was eight. She loved his smile. He was the man of the house. At 10pm he called his grandmother. He didn't want her to worry. He would be out in three years. Time would go by fast. He told her he loved you. I told her he loved her. At 11pm in his cell, Brandon Doer hanged himself. The hanging stunned the guard who found him, stunned the guard who allowed him the phone call, stunned the prisoners, stunned the judge, stunned his lawyer, stunned his grandmother, stunned those of us who read Thursday's paper. I had never written a poem about a fifteen-year-old boy hanging himself, about Brandon Dever. Would it make a difference?
1: A section of Jalapeno Blues by Gabriella Elena Frank with the BBC Singers, with their chief conductor, Sophie Jena, the brilliant Sophie Jena.
0: Well, I mean, you know, you've got to point out how many other women conductors of British professional choirs are there? Ah, yeah, well, I think we've answered that question because we've only got one professional chamber choir, but she, she's, she's done such interesting repertoires, two International Women's Day concerts she's done now <laughs> I mean, we could have picked all sorts of other things out of that program. We, we've we've um, we've taken that from from Radio Three. Please go and listen to the whole concert. There's such interesting stuff, and there's a new new piece, new commission by Lucy Walker. And I suppose that's one thing that we could say if it was not you and me, but two other people doing this program, they would have shown totally different pieces. And and I don't just mean something within the same style, but you know, we could have we could have played Mozart. there was Bach. They were doing Bach last week uh th- today they've been at the royal academy of music uh um uh, standing in front of uh student conductors giving student conductors a time of their life i mean uh, there's just so much that they do i do wonder about this you know if they make it through this i hope they'll be allowed to do more of their own marketing and sell themselves a little bit because i think
1: uh i think there's, there's something to be gained from that of course a large part a substantial part of their work and the work of the bbc singers is supporting and commissioning and giving a platform to living composers uh and they've absolutely grasped and, and run with this site uh, principle of having a 50 50 split uh between male and female composers uh in contemporary programming who, who um, else is doing that yeah exactly well who else can in, in in a sense you know it's it's because they've got the backing of the of the bbc they can afford to do this uh, and they can afford they can afford to commission you yeah, know they have budgets yeah. for this yeah, indeed, there's. Um, they can take risks that maybe some other groups aren't able to take as many risks, shall we say? Uh, and that leads us on quite nicely into the to the the next composer we're going to look at, uh, and this is someone who the singers introduced me to uh, back in 2019, I think it was Bernard Hughes, uh, when I was invited to conduct a programme of his works or his works and and his his influences, and I just wanted to read a quote uh, from Bernard. This is something that he tweeted uh, this week. He said, I owe the BBC Singers my career as a choral composer. From my first workshop with them in 2003 up to a proms premiere in 2021, it has been a complete honour and pleasure to work with the group. Uh, and that is quite some journey, isn't it? To be uh, a composer workshopping a piece with them back in 2003. And then he has the, yeah, this piece was premiered at the proms in 2021. Uh, and as he says that wouldn't have happened had it not been for uh, the singers and their championing of his works well that uh, letter signed by
0: 700 composers from around the world that was uh, that was published today i think a lot of them would would feel very similarly that they were given a chance and they were shown things there are school children who are who are shown you know hear something like that to hear singers remember that was a, an early thing for us in in John Labouchardier's show, the, the Full Monteverdi. The, the physical effect of being that close to several singers singing together can be quite overwhelming. Uh, it can also have interesting side uh, side effects. Uh, one of the children in a workshop in uh, January came up to Charles Gibbs <laughs> and said to him, I think you're... A, a, oh, I don't know if was, I think you're... Are you a comedian? He was... <laughs> he was... <laughs> I don't know. For those of who know who know Charles, that's that's marvellous. He tells that story with enormous pride. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, what are we going to hear? That I know we've 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 thought about this because it's so interesting. This piece. It's impossible to listen to this and say, "Oh yes, that's Bernard Hughes," because the pieces sound
1: so different, and it's so inspired by the colours and the poetry. Exactly that. So this set of three uh, pieces were commissioned by the BBC Singers. Uh, first performed actually 2020 it was, uh, and it's called Precious Things. And uh, the po- the words are by a, a poem called Ant- a poet called Anthony Dunn, who's a, a friend of Bernard's. Uh, and it's talking about three uh, precious materials, gold in the first movement, helium in the second, and then crude oil uh, in the third. Uh, and the kind of Bernard's just reaction to the different uh, elements, the different uh, textures of them. And he puts them, well, as you say, they're so different. I mean, they are so different as... As materials and the musical material that he comes up with could not be more contrasting. And in fact, we're just going to dip
0: into them. We want to hear the opening because it's a terrific opening. Uh, and then we're going to hear some of the, he- the helium one, uh, which is a great moment in it when the low bass comes in. And just when you think that's low, I think it must be Jimmy Holiday coming in under- <laughs> underneath him. Um, and then just start of the third one. Oh, we'll do the whole thing another time. <laughs> Moments from Precious Things by Bernard Hughes, BBC Singers, again, uh, conducted by my colleague Eamon Dugan, 2020,
1: Eamon. That's right, January 2020. Uh, and a, yeah, what a joy it was to meet Bernard then, and uh, glad to have been able to commission him myself, actually, uh, in subsequent times.
0: Mm. I also listens to this programme, I think, on occasion. Um, we were meant to be doing Bach, weren't we? You were in the middle of your two Bach programme uh, with, with Nicholas. Nicholas Mulroy, um, and so that's there for people to listen to, and the the next one will come out next Monday. Um, and I hope we've just sort of touched on what an institution the BBC singers are. It's very easy just to become very nimby about this and say, oh, you, know, you can't change anything. We understand there has to be change, and we understand that budgets have to be worked to. BBC doesn't, doesn't work in a vacuum. Um, but I just wonder if the decision-makers understand, A, the depth of feeling, and, and be the the different levels on which the BBC Singers works, and this, this idea in the press release that they, they need to create a more sort of agile ensemble, um, by which I think they just mean occasionally some freelancers, I think that just throws everything out, all those things that we've been talking about that allow a group of singers to breathe in with confidence when the conductor's arm goes up and to allow themselves to make mistakes in rehearsals early on without feeling, or I'll be out next week, you know, hope no one behave like behaves like that but it can happen elsewhere um i'm rambling i just think they're fantastic and everyone i've been talking to this week who's worked with them and who's uh, heard recent performances by them uh, and people have been going out and listening haven't they have been just slightly awestruck by the range of music they do um and we're going to finish with um a piece by Laura Mvula do you know this
1: one uh, I did I had heard this one before but it's really nice to revisit it this is the song song to the moon yeah which is a which is an a 2013 album is it her debut album what what do I know god did i just say song to the moon it's not rasalka is it it's sing to the moon sing to the moon right
0: <laughs> oh, i think i think i think we leave i leave that in <laughs> um anyway it's definitely it's definitely um not the song to the moon um and it's her arrangement And, uh, you know, you could think with a salary choir, well, they just sort of turn up and do it. And you and I know that's not the case. But go and watch the film of this on YouTube. They're so committed in their singing to this. I mean, we could criticise the colours of the shirts in this (laughs) this particular thing. (laughs) But the the other thing we haven't said is it's got women in it and they sing like women. And that's a glorious, glorious thing. You know, whether it's Brumel or... um, uh, and, and, and you know, people think, oh, he means vibrato again, doesn't he? I don't. I just mean that their, their femininity, their approach to everything uh, comes across. And Helen Neves singing the sort of high soprano solo in this. She just lays into it and yeah. it's just kind of glorious. Exactly that. Here's, here's a bit of the text. Um, Maybe it's not so inappropriate. Hey there, you shattered in a thousand pieces, weeping in the darkest nights. Try to stand up on your own two feet and stumble into the sky. When the lights go out and you're on your own, how are you going to make it through till the morning sun? Sing to the moon and the stars will shine. Hey there you, looking for a brighter season? Need to lay your burden down? Drowning in a hopeless feeling, buried under deeper ground? When the lights go out, it's a waiting game. Never going to see a day when your world will change. Sing to the moon and the stars will shine over you. Lead you to the other side. Sing to the moon and the stars will shine over you. Heaven's gonna turn the time.
1: conductorless BBC singers there singing from memory in Laura Mavula's Sing to the Moon uh, and an entirely fitting way to bring this little love letter to the BBC singers to a close.
0: You can still do something, the change.org petition is out there, it's over 100,000 signatures now Um, that's a lot of people caring about a a chamber choir, I wonder how many of them come from abroad because how we're seen from abroad it's something we we forget uh, sometimes um, you could also write to your MP. Ask ask what the rationale, the real rationale for getting rid of the, the BBC singers. And let's not forget the orchestras that have been asked to cut 20% of salaried posts uh, as well. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, do share this. Do get it out there. And uh, Eamon and Nicholas will be back next Monday when they'll finish off their uh, series about the Bach passions.
1: cheerio Bye for now.
0: Just before you go, another reminder to try listening on Patreon which costs just a few pounds per month. Or if you prefer, you can very simply make a one-off donation. You can actually do either via coralchihuahua.com. Thanks.